Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Philippians chapter 4. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. Gather with God's people. The Bible says, Philippians 4, verse 19, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 is full of good counsel and instruction, wisdom, truth, and understanding. Begins with verse 1, Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. Can we receive the word of the Lord today that we are beloved and longed for, brethren? That we are a joy and a crown. We are a cared for people. You are a cared for people. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, so my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, do stand firmly in the Lord and remember how much I love you. The words of the apostle, and we know that these are the words of every true minister of the gospel. The words of the apostle, and yet, we must know that these are the very words of our God toward us. Let's take a moment and read from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 30, verse 18, reading from the Amplified Bible. And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy and his matchless, unbroken companionship. Isaiah 62, verses 1 to 4, For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord delights in you 
and your land shall be married. This is the God we serve. This is the God that we've surrendered our lives to, in whose hands we've placed our lives. What incredible promises we have. There's no life like a life in the hands of Almighty God. It's written in Philippians chapter 4, be of the same mind in the Lord. Be of the same mind in the Lord. The mind and mindset that God would furnish in His people. A renewed mind, one that has been transformed. A new way of thinking. A new understanding. And here we see the call to unity that the people of God would be of the same mind in the Lord. Apparently, there's a mind that is in the Lord. This is the directive of Scripture that there would be harmony and that there would be unity according to the will of God concerning His people, that we would work in harmony in the Lord, for we know that where there is harmony and unity, there the Lord commands His blessing, His life forevermore. The Voice Bible reads, I urge you to put aside your differences, agree, and work together in the Lord. One of the great marks of the true people of God is the spirit of unity, the spirit of harmony in the Lord. Be of the same mind in the Lord. And here we come to verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. This should be our state of living. The manner and flow of our life, rejoicing always in the Lord. Philip's New Testament, delight yourselves in God. Yes, find your joy in Him at all times. No matter what comes, no matter the season of life, no matter the circumstances or the times, it is right and fitting that the people of God rejoice in the Lord always. Let me repeat myself. Again, I say rejoice. For this joy and rejoicing cannot be taken. We have access to a joy in rejoicing that lasts through all seasons. It continues and carries on through all the trials of life, all the seasons of life. Verse 5, let your gentleness, graciousness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. This would be fitting behavior for the Christian. 
Philip's New Testament have a reputation for gentleness and never forget the nearness of your Lord. The Living Bible, let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, transcends human understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is one of the great struggles in the faith. This is one of the great tests in the faith. In our walk with the Lord. You know, the Lord never had it in mind that His people would be anxious. In fact, the Word says, be anxious for nothing. If we are going to get to this place in our walk with the Lord, we are going to have to fully trust Him. Complete trust in our Lord. Be anxious for nothing. Can I remind you today that He is faithful? Great is His faithfulness. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All His ways are pure and holy. A God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is He. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I can assure you today that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Be confident of this very thing. Be anxious for nothing, for no thing. You know, instead of being anxious and becoming anxious, allowing anxiety to take over and take residence within, the Word counsels us and instructs us. Pray. Turn to supplication. Let your request be made known to God and you shall receive his peace. Peace which surpasses understanding. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds. Now we have a responsibility on our end. And one of the things we need to take care of on our end is the manner of our meditation. See, if I meditate on the wrong thing, on the wrong things, an inferior report or whatever it might be, things are going to get out of control, and I might just lose my mind. That is the mind and mindset that is of God. 
no longer a mind in the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. Take care of your meditation. We read verse 8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Take care concerning meditation. What you're meditating on. In verse 9, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. We so desperately need the peace of God. We so desperately need the God of peace with us. Ever close. Can I suggest today that peace produces contentment? The peace of God. The peace that comes from God, the God of peace with us. He wants us to rest in His care and to rest in the arms of His love. Verses 11 to 13, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you know how freeing this lifestyle is? This manner and flow of life in and with God? Content. His peace producing contentment. Ask today, have we learned in whatever state we are to be content? Whatever season of life, whatever state we are in, have we come to learn that Christ is our strength? The Amplified Bible, I have learned to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted. In whatever state I am, I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances, and I know how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry having a sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything. Through him who infuses inner strength into me, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Have we learned... 
Have we learned to be content? The peace of God produces this contentment. The message prayer phrase, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy whether full or hungry. Hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have. Wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. This is the key to a victorious Christian life. One that doesn't shift when circumstances come. One that is steady and true. Operating in by the peace of God. Now the title of the message is Supplier. And here's what we need to know. When we come to know the Lord as our supplier, to truly and fully trust Him as our supplier, knowing that He knows all things and does all things well, and knows exactly what we need, there will be contentment. And there will be no room for jealousy or envy. And there will be no room for anxiousness. Rather, there will be joy, unspeakable joy, and there will be peace, strength of Christ. Does the Bible not say that godliness with contentment is great gain? And there is gain. Trusting the Lord is our supplier. Verses 14 to 20. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, he sent aid once and again from my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. We should highlight that. That's a good line. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God the Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Can I encourage us this morning from the book of Matthew? Matthew 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. We are only to serve one master, and that is the Lord. Listen, mammon is part of life, and it's an important part, but we cannot let it become the master. The Amplified Bible, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. What's being said here is that if these become the master, we forfeit the peace of God, and we look for these to bring us peace, and this peace is takeable and breakable. And the joy and the strength and the contentedness that is susceptible. Sure, when things are pleasant, all is well. But what when there's a season of little? You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. We must look to the Lord. And serve the Lord. I want to ask today, when you enter a season of little, do you lose the peace? Does anxiousness take over? And the action that springs from these? And the lack of right action that coincides? The question really is this, what are we serving? Rather, who are we serving? Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Many worried saints in the house today. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow was thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Let faith arise. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. 
For your heavenly Father knows what you need. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Now, does this mean that we just sit back in our lazy boy and expect the Lord to supply all our needs? Does this mean that we negate labor and endeavor on our part? And the answer is no. For this would be foolishness. We must labor in the earth. We must work. We must till and tend and harvest in this fallen world. And riches, money, possessions, or whatever are a part of life and are a necessary part of life. Not that these are the master, for we serve the Lord. And in serving the Lord, he will prosper us and bring the prosperity according to his will. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I pray that we can hear what the Lord is saying. He is the master. If this is the manner of our existence, we will never end up serving mammon, even though it be found in our possession. The Lord desires to bless his people. And here he tests us, and he tries us. Let me give them a little supply and see how they handle it. For some, more supply, see how they handle it. Will I still be master or will they begin to serve mammon? Some out of lack, that season of life, instead of calling on God, Trusting him as a supplier, begin to forsake the Lord. And mammon becomes the master. Now, the heading in the New King James Bible surrounding these verses in Matthew is this Do not worry. The Lord does not want us to live in a state of worry. Can we find rest in this today, Philippians 4.19? And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The message paraphrase, you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. 
His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Can I ask today, do we fully trust? Trust Him as our supplier. Trusting Him as our supplier, knowing that He knows us better than we know ourselves. Knowing that He knows what needs to be worked in us. Knowing that He knows what we truly need. What we need that His kingdom would prosper in the earth. That blessing would flow as we seek first His kingdom and righteousness. And that the generations to come would know the great and glorious supply of our Lord to stand and testify of his provision. Verses 6 and 7, reading from the message. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Let's have the worship team return today. You know what the Lord determined from the beginning? We're going to read from the book of Genesis, verses 26 to 29. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Let's keep it straight. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. The message reads, God bless them, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. In the Amplified Bible, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. We must work and labor in the earth, keeping things right, seeking first the kingdom of God, 
in his righteousness, serving the Lord, not the things of this world, trusting the Lord as our supplier, acknowledging him as our supplier. The Lord will bring the prosperity according to his perfect will. I'd like to take a moment and say this. We must also be careful that we don't make foolish and unwise decisions and then pin it on the Lord. Blame the Lord, declaring that he hasn't supplied or isn't able to. This is why it's so important that in him we live and move and have our being. And if we are stepping out in faith and claiming that that is the reality, let us remember, according to the word, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by a word from God. Now I do thank the Lord that he is kind and gracious concerning our errors. So today, we need the worry dealt with. The fears and the anxiety, the anxiousness, silenced and cast out. The discontentment, the restlessness and lack of peace. We need to meditate on the good things of God and on the goodness of God. Meditate on His report. Declare His promises. He is a perfect supplier. Never doubt it. Never question it. Just keep seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness and know that he'll work it all out. Start to thank the Lord for what you do have. Rather than telling the Lord all the things you don't have, start to thank the Lord for the things you do have, for the prosperity he has brought to your life, whether great or little now, he shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I love those words that we read from the Amplified Bible. Using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. Now can we recognize today that the Lord wants to bless us? But let's not forget that the Lord wants to bless us to be a blessing. There's an old saying, if God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Blessed to be a blessing. And this house, a storehouse for his supply. I just want to share an account from this week. From Pastor Gideon. Message came through, thanking God for you always and appreciate him for bringing you into our lives, speaking to this congregation, this house of the Lord. Been fighting an infection, but thank God I'm getting better. He's in Africa. We keep praying for the grace of God over our country and the end to the suffering of our dear brothers and sisters hit by famine. Some of us met this evening at the church in Eldoret and agreed to skip some meals and donate toward this. It may be small, but with Christ, 
it'll cause a difference. We've had the change of leadership and trusting God that this government may open the door for revival in the country. So the answer came from the Lord to send through some supply to help. You know, the Lord can use our finances to teach a people that he is the supplier. And to have men and women, children, come to know and trust that God will supply their needs. So we sent to help. And a message came in response, amen, this will help in a great way. He continued, we had a weird case two days ago when kids feeding on wild fruits were admitted at the hospital, almost died. Other group fed on the camel carcass. This really helps and praying that Jesus multiplies beyond our imagination. And then the reminder came. He said, you remember you helped us in 2014, and God multiplied food in one of our churches? We had targets to feed 50, and over 150 kids joined. We prayed, and the food we gave never ran out. The story's in the book, and he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Our God shall supply all our needs. Let worry be displaced. The Lord wants to involve us. I want to encourage us. Get some loaves and fishes in his hands and watch the miracle supply. You may be here and it's a different type of supply that you need today. He is the supplier and we can trust him. Perhaps you need the supply of wisdom, direction. You need a supply of physical healing, the healing of relationships, whatever it might be. Trust him as the supplier. Begin to pray and turn to supplication, thanking the Lord for what you do have, making your requests known to him. Continue to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Continue to look to him and trust him as your supplier. And let him come and give you peace that in every season of life there might be contentment. And let him bring the game. Let's stand in the house this morning. We're just going to begin to lift this song up in closing. If you need prayer for anything today, please make your way to the front. Prayer team would love to stand with you. If you need to make a fresh commitment to the Lord in the house, in these moments, make a fresh commitment to serve Him, that He would be the master, 
to trust him as your supplier. Cry out and ask for his peace. That a spirit of contentedness would live in you. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There is salvation, grace, mercy found in no other name. Jesus is the only way. The Bible declares that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin has separated us from the Father. The only way back to right relationship with God is to acknowledge our wrongdoing. It begins with repentance. Surrender before Jesus, asking him to become Lord of our lives to wash us and cleanse us in his perfect, powerful blood. He took the cross for us. The Bible declares that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting and eternal life. The greatest thing the Lord could do for you, the greatest supply the Lord could supply you is Jesus. If you need prayer, come. Let's just sing this out and bless his heart in these closing moments. Lord, you're so worthy. You're so worthy of our worship and our praise. Let me sing that. Savior.